You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Joe Ostrowski and Nick Ashew with you on the BetQL Network. Check out Nick's work, BetQL.com. He's, uh, he's a writer over there, and sometimes he hosts here on the BetQL Network. We appreciate him hanging out this hour. About 20 minutes from right now, we'll check in with one of our favorites, weekly contributor here on BetQL Daily. Eddie Gross, get his early thoughts on the Super Bowl, what he's looking at every single day. New new uh, new markets are popping up. We saw a lot of those fun entertainment props uh, posted <laughs> yesterday, so we're starting to get into all of that. You know, you know, Nick, we left off the conversation with Vaughn there on the NBA on a little bit of the awards market, and mm-hmm. he said he mentioned that he was getting worried about John is about where where um, what he's going to be in for, and it's curious. I want to say Giannis, when he first came onto the scene, he did win both the MVP and most improved player. And it's on my mind because I was stupidly doing my dance early on in the season. I have a hundred to one miles bridges for most improved player. And he was the runaway favorite. Mm. And now he's a second favorite. I mean, personally, I, I think if you're in the MVP conversation, you have to I know be re- removed this. from the most important player, most improved player, right? Don't you yes, have to be removed you. from that conversation? Thank you. It just it just doesn't make any sense. If you look at the history of this award, too, a yeah. lot of times it's just been guys that have like just better opportunities, right? Like Tracy McGrady was became a starter and gets most improved in Orlando, and Jermaine O'Neal won it one year, and. A lot of times it's not a guy that just actually improved. It's just becomes they get more of an opportunity, more play, you know, more playing time. They're on a new team. But if you're in the MVP conversation, this award should be saved for players that aren't on that level. And by the way, right. are we really that surprised that John Moran is playing the way that he is? I mean, I'm not. I looked at this kid when he was still at Murray State and I was like, I would take him number one over Zion. I don't trust Zion Williamson's health. Uh, I don't trust the size that he has. I think that that's a detriment to him. And it's working out. And people called me crazy when I said it. And now I feel vindicated, which is great. But <laughs> you, know, you look at you look at John Moran, like this is a guy that's a number two overall pick. To me, the most improved player should be guys that weren't expected to be, you know, franchise changing players. I like Miles Bridges there. I Look, he was a, you know, a first round pick, but it's not like he was somebody that was taken number two overall. I think there's a little bit more there. DeJounte Murray, who's farther down the list. This guy in San Antonio, if if he wasn't playing in San Antonio, most people don't even know who the hell he is. If he wasn't playing in San Antonio, he would get so much more attention for how good of a player that he is. But yeah, John Morant on this, it just doesn't, I mean, even Darius Garland, but Garland obviously was a lottery pick too. So I, but it just, yeah, Morant is most improved, just doesn't, it just feels empty to me if you're putting him in that category. He was already a star. 
And now he's elevated himself to superstar status with yeah. what we've seen this season. Okay. And I was wrong about Giannis. Uh, Giannis has won both awards, but when Giannis was the most improved yeah. player, it was when Russell Westbrook won the MVP. So right. I, I was thinking Giannis because I was looking back at MIP winners and which ones stand out as, as superstars. And Giannis, Giannis is up there. Um, you wouldn't put Jimmy Butler, even though he won it one year when he was with the Chicago Bulls. It's yeah, you're you're out of the conversation. I I thought Julius Randle was on the fence last year. And much of the reason yeah. that he got that yeah. award is because it was just the New York media market. Same thing with Tibbs with the coach of the year. It, it, yep. It's tough. It's tough. So you get you have so many votes in that area that Randall. Well, let me was ask you this. If yeah. Jul- if, let's say if Julius Randall was playing in San Antonio, what he won the award last year? I don't Hell so. no. Hell yeah. no. And if DeJounte Murray was having the season he's having this year, but playing for the Knicks, he'd be higher up. I mean, his odds would be, he said, I think 18 to one on FanDuel right now. He'd have much better odds and be looked at as a more of a true contender for that award if he was playing in a bigger market. And that, look, that still happens in the NBA. We can say what we want about NBA Twitter and you oh, can yeah. see every game and blah, blah, blah. No, big markets still matter for these guys in a star-driven league. That was about team success and exceeding the win total by so much. Nobody thought the Knicks were going to be anything. Yeah. And Randall established himself as already having multiple 20-point-per-game seasons. And, okay, right. now you're the most improved? Wait, he was already up there, but it one of them happened in New Orleans and nobody was paying attention. And it happens in a season in which his team wins. That's what that was. I, I would still fight that. He should not have won that award last year. Well, you know how a lot of these awards really are too. It becomes sort of the next guy up. The MVP is a big yeah. one. If you look at the history of the NB- MVP, you don't have guys winning three in a row. The last guy to win three MVPs in a row was Larry Bird. The last guy to win three out of four years was Magic Johnson. Michael mm-hmm. Jordan only won back-to-back, never three in a row. LeBron always back-to-back. You know, a, a Steph, Steve Nash, Tim Duncan, like these names that were in the peak, it's like you become the flavor of the month, but it's like for a two-year span, which is why I wouldn't be surprised if Jokic wins it again. Embiid's having a monster year, but if Jokic were to win it with the season that he's having, it would be now. It would be this time. And then it's like the next wave of guys after that. It's somebody like, a, you know, a Ja Morant maybe climbing that ranking next as, as one of the players. It, that's why, like, DeMar DeRozan, no. Like, I know he was kind of in the conversation for a little while earlier on. He, he's not going to win it. He's past that point of being considered for the award. It doesn't, it doesn't truly make sense because, as you know, we could have voted LeBron James or we could have voted Michael Jordan MVP every single year. LeBron hasn't won it. since 20, yep. 2013. You, do you think yep. LeBron James hasn't had one more MVP season since 2013? It just becomes the next guy up for a lot of these things. Uh, Nick, before you've got to scoot at the top of the hour here, I do want to get your thoughts on some of the games. Uh, maybe maybe even props. Doesn't have to be side or total. Just something that's catching your eye tonight. Uh, let's start with Phoenix. <laughs> so they're doing this again, huh? They're going to go on this yeah. ridiculous winning streak now. I, I guess so. They've won 11 consecutive games Phoenix has. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Atlanta. Last five times these two teams have met, it's gone over. We're gonna we're gonna get Aiton. He's he was listed as probable to play, so you can expect him to make his return tonight. And uh, Atlanta just keeps covering the number. Seven of the last eight, uh, they have covered the spread. Anything jump out here? I to be honest with you, I I think I'm gonna. So what I try to do with a lot of these is I'm always looking at the hot hand, whether it's props, and the props are just starting to come up now. So I'm kind of just trying to go through them a little bit, but you know it, it's. I'll look at guys over the last five or six games. When I do my props, I have my three props every day at BetQL.com in the NBA. 
Uh, and I'm always looking at how a guy's played over the last five, six games. What are those trends? I don't care how they played a month or two ago against the team they're playing. It's how are they right now? And a lot of that also works with teams as well. Ride the hot hand. Like Vaughn, last segment said something very similar, where if a team is hot, you're smart to continue to ride it until, like, eventually it's going to end. You know, it's like for the Warriors for the longest time, the Warriors was under. Hit unders every single time with the Warriors consistently. Then Klay Thompson came back. They actually weren't playing the same defense. They were like they just weren't the same team. So I just stayed away from them. But there was a good port, good portion of their games where I just kept hitting unders, 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 unders with the Warriors. And right now with the Hawks, the way that they're playing, even with the way Phoenix is playing right now, I'm comfortable with this because Atlanta's also at home to take Atlanta to cover in this game because mm. of just the 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 streak that they've been on. Now Phoenix could go out and totally end that at this moment, but. When you're looking for a safer play, when you're looking for something that at least gives you a little more confidence, always try to ride the hot hand as much as possible and hope that that's not going to be the night where that streak ends. You know, it's funny. Um, Vaughn was talking about revenge angles, and I do believe in them, but the number always matters. That's what we care about. What is what is the number? Because the books have the same information we do. It's not like we have some angle, and they see the bets coming in from some of their sharper players. So... Here we go again with the Bulls' DeMar DeRozan going against the Toronto Raptors. We just saw this, I believe it was last week, and he cleared it, but the situation is different when you have uh, certain players available. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's 26 and a half points for DeMar. 26 yeah. and a half. A I mean, last week, I want to say it was 23 and a half when they met. So that seems like you are paying a hefty price if you want to buy into that narrative. A lot of the projections say that you should play the under on the points, under on the points and assists. Uh, I, when I see a number that high, it starts to make me want to go you know, the other direction with it. And as great a season as DeMar DeRozan's had, the one thing to keep in mind, though, over his last five games, I wanted to look it up to make sure, he's averaging 30.8 points a game. So he yeah. has played well, and he shot the ball, he shot 63% from the field. So when I usually see a total that high, like uh, maybe if it's Joel Embiid, I'm taking the over, just because of the way that he's played recently, or even John Morant. Morant had, well, going into last night, I think it was seven straight 30-point games or 30-plus point games. Uh, DeRozan at 30.8 does make you want to at least lean in that direction, lean towards the over, but it is, it's a big number, but that's the one thing you see a lot with these guys that start to have five or six or seven games where they're putting up close to 30 point games. You, you watch that number go up and they're really trying uh -huh. to make you say, uh, maybe that's a little, little too much for me, but like you know, indeed. The, honestly, the, yeah, the inconsistency this year of the NBA, which, you know, guys have been in and out of the lineup. There's last minute. It was more COVID before. Now it's still just injuries. It makes it harder at times to pick games on a nightly basis. I'm usually a little more comfortable with a lot of these props because you do get more consistencies from an individual player than you necessarily get from an entire team on game, you know, 56 of the regular season in the middle of February or something. I agree, man. I mean, we're already at the point. We were probably there two months ago when these lines were really sharp. So the NBA yep. is tough yep. to beat. It was a dog night last night. You had Washington OKC as double-digit dogs win outright. Dogs go seven and two 
against the spread. And what, what you brought up about um, about DeRozan was a good point, that you're looking at the sample size of the last five games because mm-hmm. Levine has been on the court those games, and he's still scoring a ton of points. So so it is possible, yeah. but it's getting into the area where uh, you might want to hold back a little bit. Uh, yeah. Any, anything else pop for tonight? We've got Miami, San Antonio, Sacramento, Golden State, Lakers and Clippers, T-Wolves, Pistons, anything you're eyeing or a player? For their numbers, you know, I just saw the I just saw the Bulls get to plus three and a half now at Toronto tonight. Chicago's yeah. covered four of their last six. That's a very very tempting uh, Bulls play there for me. Even hey, look, the money line's plus one forty eight. I'd probably be a little more comfortable because they're on the road, uh, taking them at plus three and a half. But that numbers jumped just slightly now that that hook's added there. I think I'd actually lean toward Chicago at plus three and a half at Toronto. Yeah, I don't mind that. It's a- anytime people are starting to sell the Bulls a little bit. Okay. They're coming back to the pack a little bit. Then they then they start to yeah. go on go on this run. What Billy Donovan has done in his first year has been pretty remarkable. And all these guys thrown together, um, it, it, when it went down, there were a lot of people that were down on the DeRozan edition and saying it, it just doesn't fit. Well, they've made it work uh, from the start. It's yep. been impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it really has. I, 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 I'm look. I'll be honest. I was in the group of people that thought there was no way that this pace was going to last. And look, you know this over the NBA season, right? There's ebbs and flows, and teams always have their slumps. The Warriors had it. The Suns have even have a, had a little bit of that. But the Bulls have stayed relatively consistent throughout this year, and they're showing that it's more than just that early season fluke we thought it was. Uh, Nick, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for hanging out this hour. Yeah, yeah. Good to be on with you. Glad I could jump uh, on. Where can people fi- find you on Twitter and all your uh, this, your write ups? At Nick Ashew, my writings at BetQL.com, and then, of course, Saturdays 10 to noon on the BetQL Network and noon to 2 on CBS Sports Radio as well. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic stuff. So check out Nick. Make sure you follow him on Twitter as well. My name is Joe Ostrowski. Still another hour to go on BetQL Daily. Ed Egros will join me next. You know, we're going to hit up the Super Bowl, some of these numbers that are a-popping. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.